like I think it's worth sort of touching on that for a minute because I think I'd always thought of it as kind of obsessive, you know, people who track their food. <laughs> and I thought it would feed my anxiety and make me feel more stressed, but it's actually the opposite. It's made me feel more relaxed about my meals and about eating because I've got a goal and a lot of the time it's actually adding more in. Like it was actually going, wow, I'm actually not eating anywhere near the amount of protein that is supportive for a woman of my age, you know, and my weight. And that was big. And to go, wow, like I, I'm eating a lot of fat, but not a lot of carbs, you know, so that sort of balance that um, you might think that it's intuitive, but unless you track, you don't have that information to then make different choices or to tweak it or to add something in. So yeah, I love it. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by one of um, Saturate's clients, actually. She's never been in our coaching program. Um, Emily, and she's 33 and she's a mum to three boys and she actually lives on a farm. We were just talking about when she had a cow that she would get the raw milk from and how amazing milk is and how much we love milk. But I just wanted to interview her on the podcast today because she's had some pretty serious health conditions and just through, you know, taking the saturated supplements, nutrition and lifestyle tra- changes, training changes, she's now healthy and well. And yeah, you just, you look really healthy. Like you got, your skin is beautiful. Um, you just look well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Kitty. Cause I mean, had you asked me a year ago, yeah. I've been, you know, I would, I look like a completely different person. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I, like you said, I've got three boys, uh, live on a farm and my husband and I have been farming actually for nine years, but that is not what we grew up doing. Um, we both grew up in the city in Sydney. We were city kids. And um, yeah, about 10 years ago, we just went, what are we doing? Working in office jobs and we want to be using our hands. We want to be growing food that's really full of nutrients and hopefully looking after animals in a way that's good for them too. Um, and that's kind of what started our wild journey into now being cattle and chicken farmers so yeah that's so cool I love it I love it and so tell the listeners a bit more about all of the health issues that you had yeah yeah definitely um so uh kind of started in pregnancy with my first um baby he's now almost 11 so he's a big baby now he's a big guy um but I during the you know after I had him um, I had just had sort of debilitating uh, digestive problems. So um, I felt like after every meal I was in, you know, Im- immense pain um, and bloating and not being able to fall asleep. And we were living overseas at the time and it was actually really difficult to get any support um, while we were there. But when we came back, um, we discovered that I had celiac disease, which is pretty common. Um, and I had to have, you know, all the tests and everything. And I remember the gastroenterologist saying to me, you know, the damage in your intestines pretty bad. Um, 
So, you know, it's going to take a while to recover your gut health. And that's why you, you know, you feel really tired and you haven't absorbed any of those nutrients. Um, and that was great to have a diagnosis then, but I didn't feel like I had, was given any tools for how to actually improve, um, my digestive, you know, my digestion and my gut health. It was kind of like, avoid gluten and you'll be better. And I look back on it now and I just think that's so unhelpful for people um, who don't have an intolerance to gluten, but are actually it's, you know, for your body, it creates um, a major immune response. So for some people, yeah, it can just be, oh, my, I have a tummy upset. But for me, it was like eczema and awful um, bloating and pain, like feeling like doubled over with um with pain and not absorbing the food that I ate and weight loss and my hair was falling out. So that was, um, you know, that was a really great thing to discover, but I think it took sort of, you know, the best part of a decade after that to try lots of different things. Um, what did you try? And fail. <laughs> I was going to say, what have you tried? We like hope. Oh, you know, companies. You can go down the you can go down so many rabbit holes, and I think that another thing that um, you know, I've I, I've since been able to learn more about is my anxiety and stress um, as well. So I have quite quite chronic, you know, I did have quite debilitating anxiety and panic attacks as well. So when you combine that with you know having physical. Um, symptoms that you can't really control and you don't know when you eat if you're going to be in pain afterwards so irritable bowel as well irritable bowel syndrome as well as um celiac disease and yeah i just went down a rabbit hole where people like don't eat any meat you know just eat a plant-based diet and you know you'll be fine or don't you know have no dairy uh, because dairy is not good for your digestion you know those sorts of um you know, pseudoscientific uh, research uh, papers and just advice that people give. So, oh, yeah, definitely down the sort of grain-free. Um, I wouldn't say it was full, um, what do you call it, uh, kind of ancestral diet, so where you're just having raw meat and no, you know, a raw meat, raw eggs, you know, the raw dairy, which is great, but no fruit, no, you know, beautiful starchy carbs or anything to kind of gently guide it all along so I definitely tried that um yeah so there was a bit of trial and error and I actually found you through first finding Emma's work Mm. um so I was probably four years into that journey where I came across the nutrition coach so her blog at that time that she was writing which was amazing she felt like um, a breath of fresh air, like the only person within. I, yeah, I know. I when I found you, yeah. I was the same. I was like, wow, like everything she was writing like, this makes so much sense. Yeah, you know, all the issues that I was experiencing. Now, did you have the Hashimoto's? No, it must be someone else that I was. Yeah, yeah. So I had. Well, we thought it was Hashimoto's, and yeah. so in the last sort of um, fifteen months. You know, I was going towards a formal diagnosis and I'm now no longer. So it's sort of some, you know, the endocrinologist is saying it's now sort of some clinical hypothyroidism, which means for whatever reason you became hypothyroid and we thought it was autoimmune, but it seems to be 
have repaired itself, which is pretty amazing because I had all the symptoms and it was ongoing over sort of a five-year period of sort of check-ins and lots of testing and, and things like that. So yeah, that's actually a really great thing to not have that diagnosis, but yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Okay. So, so you found Emma and we're just blown away by all the blogs like me. I love the one that really got me was defending fruit. Yes. Another yes. non-complex carbohydrates because I was like, because I was always cutting all dairy, sugar. all fruit, oh, yep. all sugar. Yep. I was like the antichrist, you know, had yep. the worst sugar cravings, but then I'd fall off the wagon and just eat shit. You know, I'd be binge yep. eating ice cream yep. and, you know, just crap ice cream and chocolate and chips. And then I'd be back on the wagon again on Monday, you know, totally cutting out sugar. And I read this article. I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. And fruit, I wouldn't even eat fruit. I ate blueberries, sorry, I lie. I ate blueberries because they were low in sugar. It's crazy. Yeah, I forgot to say that before. I definitely did the no sugar and demonizing sugar, really. And I think once you become a parent, you get all these messages which are, you know, limit your child's fruit. They should be eating this and that. Instead of going, oh, my kid can actually trust what's good for them. Mm. Because saying before about the raw milk, it's... um. You know, my, my, my one-year-old, when he first tasted raw milk, he was like, this is the most delicious thing in the world. You can actually give them really simple things like gnawing on a lamb, you know, a lamb chop and yeah. cheese and fruit. Kids want to eat that. They don't want to eat your raw cabbage salad and your kale and your, you know, your weird date-based sugar cakes and stuff. Like they, they want to have the real stuff, a spoon of honey and a piece of cheese and they're happy. Yeah. So that blog of Emma's was, you know, my mind was blown. I was like, I've been waiting all my life to just hear you say, go out and enjoy the the, the fruit and that's in season. And those vegetables that you've always loved, like I have always loved potatoes and carrots. I've, I've always said like my favorite, if, you know, if I could only live with one vegetable for the rest of my life, it would be potato. Same. Same. Carrot. <laughs> So funny, I get out I just love potatoes too. Chips, I love air fried potato chips in coconut oil, or like the fat that I keep yeah. off my oxtail. It is divine. Yeah. Apes and salt. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I eat potatoes every day. Like, yeah, you know, just they're such a good staple, and they feel good, and um, they're the most gentle thing if you're sick or you've had, you know, something going on. So, it was great to hear someone say that, like to validate those things that I think I knew already in my body were true, but I almost needed permission to go, I don't have to eat raw kale. It really gives me a tummy ache after I eat too much, you know, kind of raw, uncooked um, veggies or, you know, just grains as well. Like a lot of the gluten-free grains, you know, quinoa comes to mind as well. I would get like awful, awful tummy aches afterwards. And that was with soaking it and freaking sprouting it and twice cooking it and trying all the ways to make it digestible and I just couldn't you know so um yeah it was really encouraging to get those messages and it felt like it was she was the only person you know you weren't going to get that from your GP no like sort of nutritional um, advice but at the same time I think even though I found that information from Emma it you know, almost like I needed to sit with it for a few years before I actually kind of took it on board and said it's okay to um, to make quite a radical shift in the way I eat and move and and think about my body. So 
yeah, it was like that was the starting place. But, um, you know, I had two more kids after that and we started our own business and um, all of those things were wonderful but also came with a lot of stress on my body. And that's been a challenge to kind of go, oh, wow, you know, I know everyone's different but when I'm stressed, I stop sleeping I get really bloated. My periods become really intense and kind of more like erratic, you know, longer cycles, but then a really heavy bleed and um, or sometimes, you know, would skip a month or something like that. So I was having period issues and also skin, like acne and eczema and itchy all the time, itchy scalp, um, hair falling out, circulation issues as well. So like my hands would just go blue white and blue and then getting joint pain and we actually thought I'd I'd developed arthritis as well at one point so like you know just I've had every kind of test and um you know getting to the point a year ago like I said earlier I felt like a different person because I was like wow I'm 32 but I feel 80 like I feel so old and achy and tired and um kind of sick of being alive and you know wanting to do a lot of things but just not feeling like my body wasn't cooperating Mm. I think other women can relate to that like we can be really harsh on ourselves and say oh you know I wish you'd just be different so that I could you know live a different kind of life but yeah I still didn't know exactly what to start with I wanted the magic diet or like we all you know the diagnosis maybe maybe that's part of my story too is I really wanted a diagnosis that would explain everything all my symptoms and then I I don't know I'd I'd accept it and live that way um isn't it interesting though like that now (laughs) but you realize now too that the symptoms are a result of how you were living and eating yeah in your life like there's so much stress not eating enough Yes. Enough of the right nutrients and that, that it's like, it's how you've been and the years and years of it too, to, to get to that point where you are. So when did you start really implementing things and then implementing the saturated products? Like what did you do? And then what were the results that you saw after that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been December. Um, uh, I can't even remember what the years are, but like it would have been just over a year ago. So not December last year, the year before where I think it, I think it might have been Emma on a blog post or on Instagram had said, you know, I've got this liver pill, which is amazing because I knew liver was good for me, but it really struggled to get enough of it in because I kept trying to eat it fresh, you know, like just cooking it in a pan or as pate or whatever. And it just, I'd been, I'd always do it and be really good for a week or two and then I'd stop having it and it you know, but I, I knew that it was good. Um, and I wanted to try it. So when she said, Oh, we've created this liver supplement. I was like, I have got to get that and, and try it. Cause I think I'll be able to consistently take it and see a difference if I do. So it started with the liver, um, which I've had pretty much every day since and never looked back. Like, yeah, I think people are getting sick of me singing the praises of liver. Like I'm that, that person at the table who's like, Hey everyone, you know, how about liver? Isn't it amazing? Our grandparents knew and they'll all be like, you are crazy. But um, yeah, amazing. 
So at that point, when I started taking the liver, I was at my worst. So I had my nails breaking in the middle of each of my nails and just flaking off. And my hair was falling out and, you know, I was getting acne kind of for the first time in my life, you know, around my face and my chest. And um, I'm trying to remember now, yeah, really bad period, pain, like the build up, but then also the actual bleed was so intense. Like I felt like I couldn't do anything else for that. And we, and I know we'd ruled out endometriosis. I told you I've gone, gone through every test. So we knew it was just my body not having a good time. Um, and yeah, it was taking me about three hours to fall asleep every night. So I'd be getting to bed and I'd just toss and turn and toss and turn. And so, you know, would wake up every morning feeling just crap, like I hadn't slept. Um, and yeah, circulation felt cold all the time and aching joints. So that's what it was like when I started. Uh, the reason I remember this is I actually started a journal. I don't know if you might've mentioned this or someone else was like, every month, write a journal of all your symptoms and then come back on the same day the next month and just kind of check in and see how they're all going. So I kept, I've actually kept it up now. I'm going on 15 months of keeping that, um, journal. So that's been great because some things changed right away and other things took a bit of time. So I started the liver and then I was like, well, you know, what have I got to lose? Like it's, it's not that expensive to try, um, some of the other supplements. So I think the collagen and the, the, cas the casein was the other one as well. Um, because I had a feeling that I wasn't eating enough protein, but I wasn't tracking my food at that point. So I'm like, I, I'm, don't know if I am, but look, I'm going to try it and see if it helps. And um, Emma had posted her Ped Dime drink, like her hot cocoa that she makes, and she puts a marshmallow in it. And I love marshmallows, make them a lot. And the casein and the, you know, um, the cocoa and the salt and the sugar. And I thought, well, that might help with sleep. So what have I got to lose but to try it? So I ordered all the supplements and um, was like, I'm just going to give it a go. And then I found your podcast. So I started listening. I was like, every time I was packing eggs, which I do every day for about an hour, I just put on an episode and I felt like I was learning about minerals for the first time in my life or, you know, um, women's hormones and how they, you know, um, how your, your diet affects your hormones and stress and, you know, movement and yeah, so it was just, it was incredible to be at a place where I was willing to kind of learn and listen about things that I haven't before. And I, I love that your approach is not to kind of shame people and say, oh, you're wrong. I've got the right way of approaching this, but it, it's really your experience, what's worked for you and other people. And you come together and you have a conversation. And for someone like me who was just teetering around the edge, it was a really great, safe way to sort of learn more and to feel um, hopeful that there might be a better way to be in my own body. So, yeah, started with the supplements and then started just some of the things that you suggested to start with, like the carrot salad every day, which I kind of kept up. I love it. It's just a part of what I do. I prep it and it's there and... Um, for me, it's mid-afternoon. That just seems to be the time that works. I have my carrot salad and my 
boys love it. Like they want one as well now because I know mum does it. It's a bit daggy, but I'll say to them, this will help me poop. You know, this is mum's salad. Because <laughs> that's the other thing is I've always had weird toilet stuff. Like it's always been up either extreme, you know, thinking, will I ever have a nice bowel movement? You know, it's sort of weird. You reach that point of adulthood where that's a big deal. So yeah, have my carrot salad. Um, was already walking quite a lot, but was just being more consistent to have frequent short walks instead of thinking, I can't have a really long walk. I won't bother. Instead, it's like, no, I'll take four 15-minute walks and that'll be totally manageable with kids. I'll either do it with them or they'll be playing. And even if I just do a loop around a paddock or drop them off at school in the morning and I just do a big loop around the school and that's one 15-minute walk that I've done without even having to put a lot of effort into it, you know? So that was a mindset change for me to go. I can actually get lots of little walks and movement in the day instead of thinking I've got to do these big, long, strenuous, you know, kind of exercise sessions. Um, And I think I started tracking next, tracking my food. I was really hesitant to do that because I thought this is going to give me an eating disorder. Like I feel silly to say that, but no, it's, you know, what the the anxiety. it's really common, you know, it's really common. And actually Craig and I think talked about it in another podcast because he looked at some studies around it Yeah, and the studies, I think this is what he said, had found that if you didn't already have an established eating disorder, tracking your food is not going to cause one, but a lot of women think that too. I really think it's how you approach it. As well, because always in the past, like when I track my food, I was trying to eat fucking 1,200 calories and I was cutting carbs and stuff, you know. It was total misery and restriction, whereas now, like, it's this process of, you know, for me, it's making sure I eat enough. Yeah. Fueling my body. Like, if I don't eat enough, I don't sleep, I can't train. Yeah. No, so it's not this punishment. And it really is, it it teaches you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's times and it depends on the person too, like where you might have to be a little bit more rigid and strict with it to achieve a certain specific goal. But then I think, you know, like when you get to that maintenance or you're trying to just build a bit more muscle, it's not, you don't, it's not like perfect, rigid, rig, I can't say the word, like um, it's not, you don't have to be rigid with it all the time. It's mm-hmm. just a tool that you can use. Yeah. You know, yeah. I still go out for lunch. I still yeah. go out and eat, yeah. you know. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, so the tracking, so you... Well, I just, I think, like, I think it's worth sort of touching on that for a minute because I think I'd always thought of it as kind of obsessive, you know, people who track their food. (laughs) And I thought it would feed my anxiety and make me feel more stressed, but it's actually the opposite. It's made me feel more relaxed about my meals and about eating because I've got a goal and a lot of the time it's actually adding more in. Like it was actually going... Wow, I'm actually not eating anywhere near the amount of protein that is supportive for a woman of my age, you know, and my weight. And that was big. And to go, wow, like I, you know, I'm eating a lot of fat, but not a lot of carbs, you know, it was that sort of balance that um, you might think that it's intuitive, but unless you track, you don't have that information to then make different choices or to tweak it or to add something in. So, yeah, I love it. I, you know, I just use a free one. Like I didn't pay to get something fancy. Um, I think I do chronometer and it's great. Yeah, I love it. It's just, 
information. And I think that that is something we've got to ask ourselves. Are we willing to be curious about it without judgment and just see where we're at and checking with it um, instead of going, oh, it's this big, it's about punishing myself or it's about restricting mm. what it is. Um, I think it's fascinating now, just the science of meals and how to put it together. Yeah, and trying different things and then being like, oh, I felt really good eating that. Or And I think too, so some women, you know, because there's different types of women who join our program and some, you know, like my background was very much, you know, like I'd starve and then binge and I'd drink a heap of alcohol. So the tracking sort of in a way, it forces you to really face what you're doing head on, if that makes sense. And you're actually having to change some behaviors, Yeah, you know, and like, it is fun going out and getting pissed and, you know, like, you know, I'd go out and get pissed and I'd bloody, you know, New York slice and kebab. And like, if, if you want to change your health and your body, you can't keep doing those same things again, over and over and over. And I think it really forces you to look at what you're doing and be honest with yourself. Yeah, uh, but I think I really like what you said about you be curious. Yeah, and tailor it to your preferences as well. What it is that you know you love and will eat. And I think that that was always my big problem with the autoimmune protocol protocol diet. And there's a few others gaps, and you know that are quite restrictive, and you almost have to cut everything back and have this really bland, plain diet. Um, you know, no dairy, no. Um, you know, root, sweet, root vegetables, you know, things that are delicious, no honey, you know, everything's taken out and you last for a few weeks and then you just go back and want everything, you know, you, you want to, you kind of, it's a different kind of starving and binging. I think when you're in that eating for an autoimmune disease, well, you're still restricting yourself and then wanting, thinking about food all the time and stressing about it and will that thing that I eat make me feel crap and will, is it going to trigger an autoimmune, you know, flare up? Um, whereas to get to the other point and go, no, what are the things that I I love to eat? How do they sit in terms of all those macros? And then how do I feel if I eat them day after day? Wow, I've got energy. Wow, they're supportive. You know, you can create your own way of eating that's good for you. It doesn't have to. Um, you know, it doesn't have to feel like a burden and a kind of painful process that you think about all the time. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's so good. And then I think finally you said you started strength training a couple of days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started strength training. I'm only, it's been 10 months. So that was the one that I, I you know, you talked about um, and I wanted to start, but I was really scared. Like I just thought I've never been to a gym. I've never been into a gym. I've never done. Yeah, I just always thought I'm not that kind of person. Like, I don't have what it takes to be a strong woman. I don't know. It sounds silly to say that, but I just thought I don't like exercise that much. I love walking. I love sort of incidental movement, but strength training, that's like serious exercise. Um, But I found a place um, in my town, actually, that just does strength training and you're in a class of four people and if you're a trainer and it, the focus is on technique and I do it because I do it in the middle of the day, all my beautiful people that I do it with are oldies, which is great. Like we're just encouraging each other, you know, doing it for the first time. And, um, oh, 
I absolutely love it. That's the other thing I, you know, I harp on about too much is strength training and liver. Like they just, they make me so happy. I just. Are you preaching to the choir here, sister? I agree. (laughs) But, you know, I, yeah, I remember going into it going, okay, I'll try the first week. I'll go twice and, you know, really I'm just doing um, a squat, a deadlift and a bench press and a few other sort of things around on the side of those but they're the the main things that we focus on and incrementally we're getting heavier and we're making sure that technique's good I'm going to do that twice a week and if I hate it I won't go back but I've gone back every week like the I love the feeling of really having to be in your body while you're moving like to really focus and go that's what my core is. That's what it feels like when it's engaged. They're my arms. They're my abs. They're, that's my butt working for the first time. Well, that's, you know, my legs. And I think a lot of other sport, you're thinking about other people. You're thinking about how you look or how fast you are or how many whatever's you've done. Whereas when you strength train, it kind of, I don't know, it almost feels meditative. Like you go inside your body and you just feel it working and um and that's really empowering like it's a really great feeling and then to go um you know I've I've seen progress like I'm getting stronger I started and I I could barely pick up you know a kettlebell that was 10 kilograms you know and um and I can deadlift my body weight now which for me is huge like you know, I can now set a new goal. It doesn't have to be my body weight anymore. Like for bench press, my my goal was to um, press half my body weight. So, you know, I'm 61 kilos. So that's, you know, 30 and a half, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you start from the beginning, that's huge. You know, you can't lift that bar off your chest. But now I can. And it's very... Um, yeah, it's incredibly empowering and it, it has impacted everything else. I just don't get those aches and pains. Like I can absolutely smash myself in the garden doing the weeding and, and not be hobbling for the next three days because I've overdone it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was fine. You know, I might have overdone it a little bit with a lawnmower, but I'm not going to be hunched over and, and in pain the next day. Um it's like that resilience in your body is built as you strength train. And I'm someone who's kind of always had bad posture. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it started in my teenage years. I think a lot of girls maybe get like this when you're a little bit taller than maybe your friends and you start developing and you just start hunching. Yeah, to make you know, The teenies, I just didn't have that confidence. Um, and then even with babies, like you're holding them and you're breastfeeding them. So you're always kind of bent bent over um and so when I started I actually said to my coach I'd really love to just be able to stand straight without any pain and she's like we can do that that's a great goal it's a really good place to start and now I love to feel my body being strong and straight and kind of showing up in the world it actually feels like I've clicked back into the right position instead of kind of some other kind of weird hunch that I was in most of the time. So, yeah, love it. So amazing. So it sounds like this is just like you've completely transformed your health and body. Yeah, yeah. And like I I really wanted to do um, 
one of the programs with you. Uh, I was really keen and it was just one of those things, unfortunately, I couldn't afford it at the time that I wanted to, but I'm like, I can do all these other things. Like these we've done. Start your plan on your own. Incredible. And you've got such incredible results. Like, do you feel, are you, are you healthy now? Healthy and well and. Yeah. 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 I feel like I can show up as a 33 year old woman who is enjoying being in her body kind of for the first time. Certainly, you know, for the first time in the last, in a long time. You go, wow, I love to inhabit this body that I've got. It is strong. It is well. It is able to endure, you know, some difficult things. Um, so that's, to me, that's a complete transformation. It takes me 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes to fall asleep, which might sound a lot for someone else, but for me, that's amazing. And I don't wake up. I don't have to get up in the night to wait once or twice. Like I just sleep through. So that in itself is like, you know, I kind of want to shout from my rooftop. It's amazing to have a full night's sleep, but then to go, yeah, I can, I look ahead and I see, I'm excited for the future as well to kind of go, what will happen from here? It's going to be good. Like, and that's for someone with anxiety and who's had panic attacks, that's a really big shift as well. To just feel hopeful and um and then to feel grounded in your body instead of kind of disembodied, which that was me. Like and I think a lot of women, like we've got this, we feel like a floating head, and then we've got this body that we're just, you know, pulling around with us and we, we shame it and we hate it and we think it should be different. Um, but kind of feeling grounded and going, Yep, this is it. I can um, I can actually spend the rest of my life looking after this body and it's going to look after me too. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. What, and Emily, just to finish off, what advice would you give to other women who are on this same journey and that might be struggling? I would say be curious to um, see it as a journey of getting to know your body, not so that you can hate it and shame in it but so that you can kind of get alongside it almost like you know a partner <laughs> see it as a relationship that you want to develop and start with something you know start with a carrot salad every day to help you poo the next day and just try that for a week and see how that goes and then try what would what would it be like to just discover how much protein I'm eating just just to find out for the information and then once you know, what would it be like to increase it in different ways? What would it be like to eat the things that um, that really satisfy you, that are delicious, you know, that maybe you've told yourself, uh, you know, what the health establishment says you should be eating, like potatoes, which is crazy, you know. <laughs> just just try that. Um, and then, yeah, I think the same with, with, with the walking and the movement. Um, I always thought I wasn't a gym person or an exercise person because I thought you had to wear beautiful activewear and already look muscular and, you know, um, and all of that. But anyone can do a 10-minute walk around the block. Just start with one. Do it every morning 
you know, before you start your day and see how that feels and then just try another little walk, you know, like small. I think my advice is just to try small things consistently and to just keep adding them in and tweaking it as you go. That is bloody perfect advice. I love it. I agree with that. Consistent, imperfect action and just build up over time and look where you are now. So incredible. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I think it's amazing and I feel that it will inspire so many women and just encourage them to start, you know, just get started and to keep showing up and keep adding things in uh, because those little things really do build up over time to incredible results. Like look at where you are now. It's so amazing. And um, I'll pop a link to the Saturay uh, website down below and a discount code if anyone wants to, I mean, eat fresh liver if you can, but if you don't want to eat the fresh liver, try the liver, try the collagen. I think you'll love it. You've got, you've, you've got nearly all of our products that you just about, I think. And I, I pretty much do now. I like the and the skincare. Do the skincare too. Yeah, I've got yeah. skincare too. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, my acne is healed now. I don't have it. It doesn't come. And I think that's the other thing. That was like the bonus. I'm like, oh, if my skin can improve, that would be amazing. Mm. I'm going to try with the other things. And then I think slowly over time, my body just went, yeah, I can, I don't need to get so inflamed and, um, and your skin will reflect what's going on inside your body. That's the incredible thing about skin too. Love it. If our gut's happy, we're getting that that lovely poo, you know. Totally. <laughs> we'll, you know, it will reflect that. So, yeah, yeah. I love it, Kitty. Thanks uh-huh. for what you're doing. You uh-huh. crazy. Love the podcast, and um, yeah, I just feel so encouraged. So, I appreciate, appreciate you. Too coming on and sharing uh, your story. Thanks so much, Emily. My pleasure.